All right, here we go. The Audible's back on the air a little after the holiday break oh. a little bit. And I know if you didn't notice and you were listening to the uh, Audible, we kind of did a best of last we week. We did. Pitched in a few guys so that we could take a little time off. And, uh, John, how were your golf scores up there? I know you went up Actually, to uh, South Carolina. I went South to Kiowa, South Carolina, yeah. Kiowa Island. Uh, it was awesome. It yeah. was hotter than South Florida, yeah. number one. Uh, the golf was okay. Gained about 10 pounds, oh, which is always Absolutely. good over if you, the holidays. You don't gain 10 pounds over 4th of July. You had a shitty 4th of July. Bo, right? I ate everything. I, I was just <laughs> nodding my head yes. Yeah, exactly. Just bring it on. No doubt It was great. It. So I hope everyone had a, a, a happy and a safe 4th of July out there. And, you know, to me, all it tells us is we're a little bit closer to training camp now. And, you know, Miami Dolphins unveil their back-to-football powered by South Florida Ford training camp schedule. It's funny, John, because I'm looking around and you see, boy, teams are getting pretty stingy with these uh, practices that fans can come watch. I think there's a couple teams. I think the Raiders aren't showing, aren't, aren't allowing any fans into, I think they're, I think they've got a couple practices where they're letting, you know, some, some season ticket yeah. holders or something come in, but from a general population standpoint, no, 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 no viewing. And some, you know, four or five and Dolphins have a pretty good list of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of practices that are available to fans, and so you can check that on MiamiDolphins.com. But, you know, the rookies come in uh, the 21st, so right. a little over a week away. Vets will report on the 24th. They'll be, begin practice uh, on the 25th, 940. Uh, I think they get started for practice if you're, if you're going to get a chance to come out and see that. And then they'll have a scrimmage later on uh, August 3rd at, uh, at Hard Rock Stadium. That's a 1 o'clock uh, Are we going to get those seats in? that we had last year underneath the? the uh, I, I think so. I, I think, I think so. We'll be under the umbrella. Yeah, yeah where we we'll just put our feet little up drink. There. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, those are comfortable <laughs> little drink, but they, they can bring need to bring think, a, little, a little umbrella. Do you think for us, Logan Logan can upgrade us? Uh, he has a little pool there at the stadium. I know City Furniture is a big sponsor of the Dolphins. Maybe they can get us a couple a couple recliners. Chairs were comfortable. We can get right on the sideline. You know, just kind of talking. All the I can remember <laughs> is Nat Moore and Tom Garfinkel walking up, just shaking their head, going, "Are you guys serious?" I said, "You know what? My legs them. I'd get up to shake your hand." Yeah, Nat. yeah, yeah. Why don't you lean over? Because I'm not going to get up to shake your hand. That's uh, and then, so anyway, we're we're getting close, John. We're getting close, and you know, it's funny to me. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, it, the, the whole off season. You know, you you get done with the season, and you go, "Geez, I got six months," and you know, and, and that kind of flew by. It did, but. I think in the last last the last month to me has been like a snail crawling, you know. Just like oh geez, I thought we were only three weeks away. You know, two weeks ago. You know how you, you know? cross them off on the calendar. Yeah, exactly. You put a line through through yeah. the number. Well, you know when you get to March and April, you're kind of flying yeah. through there. And now you're going, man. I, I thought I crossed out eight yesterday. Exactly. I'm back on eight yeah, again. Especially you know you got the NBA finals are over. Yeah. Hockey's and, over. Know, hockey's over. Championship you, golf yeah. is just coming around. Yeah. Now we got the Open Championship yeah. next. Uh, and you know baseball and you know but baseball you know that's a you know now now no one wants to watch baseball now it's too hot and first and it's kind time of boring right you now. know you mentioned baseball the first time I thoroughly enjoyed the home run derby in yeah, a long I, I time I watched some of it the other night yeah it, it was actually a lot of fun yeah I enjoyed that well the the, the Guerrero kid he well, was I tell you what I mean, you talk about bombs he had like ninety one home <laughs> runs and amazing. didn't win didn't win yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah so uh, so anyway we're there so then really the only thing to look forward to now is. Uh, is training camp coming and getting this thing going so we can take a look at our football team, see what we're see what we got, and 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 I, and I think John, what we're going to do is let's let's go ahead and kind of look at let's like kind of break down. We're going to have a couple weeks. We'll have to do a couple shows until uh, until training camp. Let's kind of take a look at both sides of the football. Sure. Offense, what you like, what you don't like. Defense, what you like, what you don't like. And before they do, we do that though. We we got to kind of send a send a shout out to Kendrick Norton. Oh man, uh, yes. Know, what a what a tough tough situation. He had an automobile accident. 
uh, you know, had to have his am- arm amputated, in which, boy, I tell you, I, I, you know, you know, we, we've all had injuries in football. And I don't know about you, John, but I've, you know, been in a hospital bed waiting to go to surgery, you know, the next morning or whatever. And you have all these thoughts that go through your mind of, you know, is my career is that over? It? Is that it? Is it sad? What's going to happen? Am I going to come out of anesthesia or not? Right. All these things. And then you have a guy like this that gets in an accident like that and, and loses his arm and, and, and you know, and, and ends his career. And and I know he sent out some tweets and some, some photos on Instagram that, He's doing okay, and, and he's thanking people for the support. But boy, what a what a tough tough thing to go through uh, for a, for a young kid that's it's really kind of in just getting prime. some traction. Yeah, just uh, getting in his on career. Exactly, traction is is the best way to describe that because he's picked up. You know, I think it was last maybe November December by yeah. the Miami Dolphins. He's on the roster. He has a chance to compete this year in terms of it's a wide open position yeah. when you look at the depth at, at defensive tackle. And to go through something so horrific in that accident and losing his arm and ending his career, uh, you just feel so horrible yeah. for him. Uh, you know, freak accident that, yeah. that changes his life. You know, thank goodness it didn't end his life, but it changes and alters his life forever. So, you, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to Kendrick and Norton and, and just hopefully he, you know, it seems like he's, he's, he's doing okay. Yeah. You know, the, the signs on Instagram and yep. Twitter and the pictures and, you know, former teammates and current teammates supporting him. And I'm sure the National Football League is going to support him and the Miami Dolphins yep. are going to support him any way they can. But just uh, our, our thoughts and prayers and our best, you know, in, in, his, in his recovery. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him around training. Camp. Yeah. Hopefully he comes hopefully. by and, uh, uh, you know, I, I I know that would probably be tough for him, but it also would be good kind of healing him. too, good just to be, to be around, around the guys, the guys and, and and you know, guys are you know they you know they're, they're one of your it's one of your own. You're gonna That's you're right. gonna put your arms around the guy and you're gonna embrace him and make sure that that everything goes well for him. And, and I know this organization; I've been with this organization a long, long time, and and I know they're gonna do everything they can um, to to help him yeah. move on to the next phase in in his career. And 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 like I said, we just wish him the best. And our thoughts look, my thoughts have been with him really since. Um, you heard you know, about so it. Since you heard yeah. about it, yeah, and it's a tough, tough thing. So, uh, anyway, we, we we really hope hope the best for Kendrick, and and I know he's he's moving along. But let's go ahead and look at the let's go and look at the offensive side of the football a little bit, John, and what this team's going to be. in. boy, it's, it's tough because you know what you we've seen them in in mini camps and OTAs and this and that, but really until training camp comes and, and they're competing at a at a higher level, it's it's you're not 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 sure what it's going to look like, but. I think to me, when you look at this 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 offensive football team, you say, "Hey, what's going to be the driving force between success and failure? Whatever whatever number you put on success and failure for this football team this year, to to me, it, it all starts at the line of scrimmage with this offensive line. An offensive line has been, you know, moved around a little bit. Jesse Davis, kind of a guy that's, you know, a you know, kind of a, 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 you know, he's going to have to find him a spot in right. there. Uh, you go out and you get Michael Dieter, who really seems like the guy that's going to fit right in there and, and, and be in a good spot. Um, you get Daniel Kilgore back from injury last year, a guy that you know. I think his 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 injury, I mean, week one, really began. It, it kind of was a, a setback for the whole setback for the whole team. And then you and then you and then Josh Sitton the next week goes down, and on all of a sudden, you know, they just the the, the dominoes start falling. At that point, but nice to have him back. Isaiah Prince, a rookie coming in, you know, can he step in and be a, a tackle? So I think that offensive line for this football team offensively is, is probably from day one until the last whistle blows to end the season is going to be as 
influential on whether this team's or wins or not, as well as any other position on the field, both offensively and defensively. Well, you know, everybody always wants to talk about the quarterback or who your high-priced wide receiver is or who you've got at running back and how you can move the football. But it really does. The offensive line really does. uh, It comes down to being able to stay on the field and sustain drives and being able to be dominant at the line of scrimmage. And I I think, you know, they have a pretty good core there. I think with the addition in the offseason, Jordan Mills comes in and, you know, at that right tackle because you have a vacancy with – Juwan James leaving in free agency. I think that, you know, that is a question mark that has to be answered at training camp. Is yeah. it going to be a young guy in Isaiah Prince? Is it going to be somebody else that steps up uh, at that position to be able to say, hey, I'm the guy you can count on? Is it Zach Stirrup? A lot of, a lot of questions there. But you mentioned the center and Daniel Kilgore. I think that's the most vital piece because he's the communicator. He's yep. the guy that gets everything started. And, you know, that, that center piece in that center position can be dominant. He can still be a dominant player. Yeah. He's a veteran guy. He's played in numerous games. He's a good guy. He's a smart guy. He's a tough player. So I, I think that's going to help. Chris Reed you know, came over from Jacksonville. I think that's going to be another interesting piece of the puzzle uh, in, in free agency. He comes over when the pads come on. Is Mills and Reed the guy you, you can count on? Those yeah. guys. Can you count on those guys to start and not put you know Michael Dieter in a position where he's got to start as a rookie? Yeah. So I, I think there's a lot of interesting parts there. And, and the big thing for me – I want to see Laramie Tunsil be yep. the dominant offensive left tackle that I know he can be. Now, he's had good seasons. Yep. He, you know, he started at the guard, kicked him back outside, took him a while to adjust to that left tackle spot. But I really believe that he's got to be a guy, just a na- – I want yep. to see that nasty streak yes. in him come out this year. And, and that's, you know, that's the thought that was going through my mind, both with, with Daniel Kilgore and with Laramie Tunsil. You know, both those guys – I know Kilgore – you know, you, you like that guy on your offensive line that's a that's a tough guy, that's a nasty guy. That, that you know, the the you know, don't pick a guy up off the ground. You know, no. you, you know, nudge him down, back down. Play again. through the echo play of the through, whistle. Yeah, exactly. Play you right know, on the border of it. Piss there. the other side it, of the exactly. football off. And, and so be you, that guy yeah. that's just such a, and because that because to me, if you have that guy in there, it permeates that offensive line. Because the other guys are going to want to follow suit. The other guys want to be in that in that type of in that type of line. And, and I think with the kid uh, with Michael Dieter, you get that type of guy. I yeah. Think, I think you know he's going to be that type of an offensive lineman coming from Wisconsin and and the history they've had and the success they've had on the offensive line with, with guys coming from Wisconsin. I think he'll fit that mode. But I think you're right. Laramie Tunstall to me is that guy that you know he's a good guy. He's a nice guy, but he's got to be that mauling, tough, in your face. You know, I know he's. I know he's upset. He's upset that he didn't make the Pro Bowl last year, and he was right on the verge of being a Pro Bowler. And if he wants to be a Pro Bowler, he's got to go out and, and be a Pro Bowler. He's got to go out and be a guy that can dominate the offensive line in a running in the running game, and dominate the offensive line in the pass protection side of it. And and, and he can do it, and he can be that guy. And you know, Juwan James leaving to me. I I, I like Juwan. Juwan. You know, you, 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 they're talking about him in Denver. You know, is, yeah, is, they're saving the, the offensive best line. Best tackle we've seen yeah, right, since right. we come here. But, you know, he, he he's more of a passive guy, you know. And and, and, I, and, and Laramie and him were close. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm kind of nice to kind of see, see Juwan move away. I would have loved to have him here, believe me. If I had my druthers, I'd rather have – You know what you're going to get. No, Juwan's lined up in that right tackle yeah, spot. Yeah, me not, too. But he's there. But I think that allows – Laramie to be his his own self, his own personality a bit, and kind of bring some of that 
toughness and that mean streak out that, that I think this offensive line needs to be. They may not be the best offensive line in the National Football League, but if they can be tough, physical, and hardcore, then I, I think that's going to make them a, a unit that you got to – that you got to contend with on a week-to-week basis. You know what's funny, Bo? You, you always talk about offensive linemen, and you say, well, if we don't hear from them or if we don't mention their names, if if, we, if they're kind of you know, hidden, that means they're doing their job. Right. Well, I want to see Laramie Tunsil this year. I want to see yeah. him because I want to see him come and, and raise his game to the level that he hasn't reached yet. Yeah. Now, he's played very well, but I still think there's a lot more in the tank. Yeah. I've watched him in college. I've watched he, him as a pro. I think he that, too. I, I think yeah. he does. I, I think he wants to raise his game and be noticed yeah. and be one of those guys that, you know, I want to see him at the end of a play uh, – you know, got to be smart, but I want to see him finish. Yeah, I want to see him dragging somebody down. You know, six, yeah. seven yards past the line of scrimmage. I want to see a guy be a wall at that left side of the yeah. offensive line and pass protection. So I, I think that I'm excited, uh, but I've got my fingers crossed because I just hope that the changes, you know, the subtle changes at right guard and whoever's going to emerge at left tackle, yeah. those guys got to be players, and they got to be players for 16 games, or else we're going to see the depth of the offensive line be tested. Yeah, no doubt about it. So that's, that's going to be a an, an interesting battle here during training camp because there are positions that are up for grabs and, and we'll get going. Uh, and and certainly the, the, the biggest beneficiary of a good offensive line or the biggest victim of a poor offensive line is going to be the guy standing behind him. It's it's uh, at the quarterback spot. Yeah, and, and right look right now after after all we've seen so far during the off season, I think everyone's pretty everyone's kind of in the in the camp that hey Ryan Fitzpatrick going into training camp Ryan Fitzpatrick had the better off season of the three quarterbacks that are going to go into the season um, as they begin to to compete. For that starting job, you, know, you got uh, you got uh, uh, Josh Rosen coming in, uh, Jake Rudock, and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and I think the the pe- pecking order right now is Fitzpatrick, Rosen, and Rudock, yeah, I, Rudock I, going I, in, in I there. I agree with you. <clears throat> the question I've got for that, John, is what's the right pick for the quarterback spot? And and I've been pretty vocal about my opinion of that. In my opinion, very very simple is that. If you don't have a top 10 quarterback in this league, your chances of going to the playoffs and sustaining a playoff run are slim to none. Yeah, I agree. You may get up there for a year. You may get a you may get a run up there for a year, a wild card spot. Sustainability. Yeah, consistency. You've got to have one of those guys. And if you're looking for that guy, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been in the league for 15 years and hasn't proven yet to be that guy. He's bounced around. And, and I, I got nothing against Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's been very, you know, to me, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy that could give you 350 yards and three touchdowns, one interception in a game. The next week, give you 420 yards and two intercept or two touchdowns in a game. And then game three, he can give you 130 yards and three interceptions. Right? Yes, I mean, he's I, we've a, seen he's it. He's a little bit of that up, up, and he can be real hot or he can be real cold. Um, on good or bad teams. On good or it bad do, teams. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. I mean, he could take a bad team and, and give them two wins that they wouldn't have gotten from somebody exactly. else. Yeah. Uh, but he's also going to throw some stinkers in there on you. Mm-hmm. To me, the guy, the, the the wild card to me is Josh Rosen. And and somehow at the end of the season, John, I've got to feel that, yes, he's the guy or no, he's not the guy. 
because there's a treasure trove of guys in the draft early on the next season. And we can go over those guys later on. But to me, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, if we if you start Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, every snap that Josh Rosen doesn't get is one less snap you can see if he's the guy. And how many wins are you going to get from Ryan Fitzpatrick? Are you going to get five or six? Are you going to get 10 or 12? Are you going to be a playoff team or not? If you're not going to be a playoff team, if you're not going to get more than four, five, or six wins, then why not just try and see if this guy, he's already played 15 games in the league, 14 or 15 games in the league, so he's not a rookie. I know it's a bad football team, but somehow you got to come at the, come out of the end of this tunnel and know that he is the guy or he's not the guy. To me, the worst case, John, is if you come out at the end of the season, you go, well, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. We didn't see enough of him. That's the concern I've got. Well, that is a concern, and I, I think it's legitimate because you feel like if you've gone out in the draft and you go out and trade and you get the 10th pick overall from last year's draft class and he's played 15 games on a bad team in Arizona, you want to find out if he's the guy. The problem I have with it is my eyes are and my gut have watched OTAs. Now, now it doesn't matter, you know, offseason, but it does to a certain extent because you're learning the offense and you're learning how good a guy can adapt to what is given to him. And maybe the experience factor plays a role in that, but I didn't see one practice where I felt like Josh Rosen was the best quarterback on the field. Now, is that a concern? Maybe a little bit at this point, yes. Now, I did see some flashes of his arm strength. I did see some flashes of his awareness getting the ball to certain places where quarterbacks naturally get the football, yep. where I didn't hadn't seen that in seven years in an offseason yep. in terms of the starter. But what I do like uh, about the situation is if I'm the Miami Dolphins and I'm Brian Flores or, or you know I'm Chris Greer, I feel like I've got a bargain. And I don't want to waste. I don't want to. I don't want to rush this kid. He's played 15 games, and he's been on a bad football team. Now I'm not saying the Miami Dolphins are the Arizona Cardinals of 2018, but I'm. I am saying they're not far from the national yep. perception. They're not far from it. I think they're better personally, but I'm just going off of what we're constantly yep. hearing. I don't want to put this kid in a new system again for uh, from one year bad offense, bad system to a, a better system because I know that the New England system works. I've seen it work with a, with a yeah. uh, really, you know, one of the best quarterbacks of all time running it. I want to let this kid learn the offense at his pace because I'm not paying him anything. It's not costing us anything. Yeah. It may cost us time. It may cost us aggravation next year when it gets to the point of what do we do? Yeah. What do, we, do we know we have a quarterback or not? Right. But I do feel that – Ryan Fitzpatrick, if I'm Brian Flores and I go out every practice in now in training camp yep. and I have the same feeling that I had during OTAs that he's the best guy, I think we're going to see a lot of Fitzpatrick yep. in terms of unless Rosen takes that step in training camp and that light bulb goes off suddenly because I haven't seen it yet. Like, yep. To my satisfaction. I'm yep. thinking if this guy's the 10th pick in the overall draft last year and they're thinking about moving up for this guy to go higher, I didn't, hadn't seen that guy yep. yet. Now, it's, it's, he's good, but I hadn't seen that yeah. guy yet. So I don't know if he's going to be able to do it in this offense in year one. I hope he gets to play. Yeah. I hope this guy is the guy that we all think that he can be a franchise quarterback. Right. But right now, I, I think Fitzpatrick, for me, gives the Dolphins the best chance to win. Yeah, and, and well, my, but my question would be, how, how much winning? And, and how, much winning, how much winning does it take to not know at the end of the season 100% if – 
Rosen's your guy. I think I think you made a good point before we started, Bo. I think there has to be a line in the sand somewhere in the season of okay. After eight games, yeah, let's go halfway through the season. Are we four and four? Yeah. Are we two and six? Yeah. Are we five and three? Now I know the schedule's tough to start out, yeah. But if if you think Fitzpatrick's the best guy to get you through that stretch, let's let's ride yeah. with him. If he's proven he's beaten out the other two guys, let's ride yeah. with him. But I do believe somewhere during this season, you made a good point, and you, you kind of convinced me on it. There's got to be a line in the sand and say, okay. We're not going any further yeah. with Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's a one-year guy for us. Right. We were trying to put all our chips in the middle, see how well we could do, but it hasn't gotten there. We're three and yeah. five. Right. Let's play Josh Rosen now and yeah. see where Maybe he takes give, us give for him, eight give games. Give him for the rest of the road. Right. And, and but, then, because then you, then you kill two birds with one stone. Right. You, 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 you know that Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a guy that's in his 15th year, a one-and-done guy, and he's won some games for you, and he hasn't won games for you. So you kind of know that he's the same guy he's been his whole career. Right. And you also, at the end, you know, okay, we've had Rosen for whether it's six games, seven games, eight games. He's gotten better he's in gotten, the system He's gotten better in practice. Right. The, other, the, thing, the thing I don't – the thing – and look, I'm not a quarterback, never been a quarterback. The, the thing I don't – the thing I'm not sure about is – you know, you had you had Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been who's been with numerous seven teams, seven teams, right. and going into his fifteenth year, and he's used to changing, and 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 he's a smart kid and adapting. Now he was here about a month or so, or a couple months prior Before. to Rosen. Yeah. So now he's got a little depth of knowledge of the of the playbook. Of yes. My my thing watching Rosen more during the the OTAs OTAs was just his arm strength. His ability to move around the pocket, check those types check. of things. Yes, because you know he he in that meeting room he was the least guy with experience, he was the last guy in. Yeah, for with with this new with right. this new staff. Right. So he had basically a month where these other guys have had two, two, three, three months to, yeah. to to go through all this stuff. So there's something there to see. So okay, now now he's had a month or so away to 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 get himself acclimated. Let's see how he does with the new. You know, uh, well, I think uh, understanding this offense and, and coming out that way once training camp comes and it gets real. I think the smartest thing for this staff to do is have a clean slate yeah. coming in. You know, yeah. you, you have some knowledge from OTAs. You have some knowledge from hearing these guys talk about the offense, throwing them up on the whiteboard, letting them go through practice tape, yeah. you know, figuring out the mistakes, figuring out the corrections, looking at the good things that they've done. I think the the best thing, if I were the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, it, it, this is exactly what I would do. I'd walk in, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're, you're starting you're right. You're yeah. right now. Josh, your job, and Jake, your job is to beat him yeah. out. And I'll, I'm going to evaluate yeah. every practice. I'm going to evaluate every preseason snap in a game that we take. But I'm, I'm going to play the best guy that gives us the best yeah. chance to beat the Baltimore Ravens on September 8th. That's the guy that's playing at Hard Rock Stadium. Well, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on the fact that here, day, day one, hey, Ryan, you're the guy. Uh, Josh, you're second. Jake, and you're and third. Jake, you're, you're third. And, and here's the and pecking here's, order. Here's the ball. You go. One of you guys go win the job, right? And you I'm know? not. I'm not going to hesitate in day three of training camp if Jake's had two good days. He's he's yeah. the second guy, yeah. or if Josh has had two good days, he's the first guy. Yeah. Th- that's just the way it's going to go. Yeah. But I want you all to know that this is how we're going to start, and this yeah. is how we're going to roll. Now that doesn't mean that. Josh or Jake isn't going to get some first team reps, a lot of first team yeah. reps on certain days because you got to find out. But I, I will say, going back to that line in the sand we were talking about, maybe eight games in, yeah. if the Dolphins are six and two, 
Well, then you got to ride that horse. I think you got to uh, ride you, that you know, horse. There's no doubt about it. But well, if you're but two and six, you're you're going. You're say, flipping hey, you know the switch. What? Boom! Let's 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 get the now. Kid, we've got a chance to find out because it's not going to matter. Let him either crash and burn or or, or, or let him rise to the got top. Got to evaluate yeah, now. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So it's gonna that's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out. And, and look, you know, we, we we start off talking about the offensive line. When training camp starts, everybody everybody's eyes are going to be on that. Well, there's going to be no no other topic. Yeah, that that's going to be it. And that now the other thing that 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 you know is going to be affect those guys are going to be the running backs and the receivers. And there and there's some guys in there that you know, with big questions on them. You know, Kenyon Drake. You know, can Kenyon can be Kenyon the guy. be the guy? Can he be that guy that's your your bell cow that you're going to give him the the majority of the carries? He can be your first down, second down, third down back. And you know, Kalen Balaj come in and, and kind of you know be the change up guy. Or or is you know is Miles Gaskin is he going to come in and and show you something? And and we we talked about the fullback in there. So you know the the running back position. And I think there's a couple guys in that wide receiver room that that need to to step up. I, I mean, you, you know what you got in Jakeem. Uh, you got Albert coming, coming back, back from injury. He looks like he's healthy. Uh, you, you know what you're going to get with um, number ten with Kenny yeah, Stills. Kenny, yep. Kenny Stills. You, you know, to me, the the big wild card in the whole thing is Devonte Parker. You know, is Devonte Parker going to be the Devonte Parker that we've been looking for? For it seems like seven years. I know he's been here what four years or yeah. whatever it is. But is he going to be that guy? Can he can he stay healthy? That's yeah. the biggest question. I think when he's been healthy, he's been fairly productive. You know, you could count on him when he's on the field. It's it's when he gets nicked and he's at eighty, he's at seventy yeah. percent, he's still wearing a uniform, and he and he disappears from the offense. I think that's the biggest thing, and and that's why you bring a guy like Preston Williams, who really no one's heard of, yeah. and you watch him through OTAs, and you got who's you know who's eighty two, yeah, Bo, who's eighty two, and yeah. he kept telling me Preston Wilson, yeah. how many times am I going to tell you, yeah, you know, and Williams, and and the guy kept making plays now. Is it going to be too big for him to continue yeah. that that progression? You know, during training camp, when the pads come yeah. on, when there's more contact at the line of scrimmage, when he has to fight to get off, you know, the line yeah. to to stay on his route, to be open when the quarterback's ready to throw the football. But I, I think I think a couple other guys, Isaiah Ford, plays into that role too. Can he emerge? Can he be the fifth guy? The, the sixth yeah. guy, depending on how you want to roll out the offense in terms of each week. Because I think there's plenty of talent there, and the, the way the system is set up, at least during OTAs, the ball's out very quickly. So those guys uh, have to come along as well as the running backs. Because if we can have success on first down, it's going to take a lot of pressure where we started off the offensive line. You've got play action. Yep. Both <clears throat> Kalen Balage and, and Drake can catch the football out of yep. the backfield. So you feel <clears throat> like you've got some some security there and you've got some speed guys too. I, I really liked the way Mark Walton looked yeah. in OTAs, you know, just as well as a, a guy like miles Gaskins. I thought Walton was kind of like the same yeah. type of back. So that's going to kind of even out during training. Yeah. Camp. It's all, you know, it all, it's all going to even out. Like, you, you know, it's funny because I, I can remember over the years seeing, there always seemed to be the one receiver that you, you saw in, in OTAs. That guy came out of nowhere. Right. You know, oh, that guy, oh, there was a free agent. Oh, man, that guy looks pretty good. And, and then you get to the game, and first first preseason game, he drops three footballs. And he, or he never gets a, or, or an opportunity because yeah. he's not open. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, gosh, how about 7-11 way back when? Yeah, no, yeah. You know, with Chris yeah. Hogan, we, we were kind of watching up up in the press yeah. box or up in the stands at training camp going, they got to keep this guy, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah. Well, I hope the same thing happens to Preston Williams. Yeah. I hope that he's that type of guy that yeah. just continually gets better and better and that on a team looking for playmakers, looking for explosive plays, that he's that guy that the Dolphins finally hang on to and find. Yeah, no doubt. They they, they look, they, you know, the, the funny thing about it is, is, is as I look down these lists and like I look at the running backs and I look at Drake and I look at Bellage and I, and I look at Walton and, and Gaskin and, and the, the other guys are going to be battling for that. And just just give me Drake and, 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 and Bellage and, and I, I, both those guys I like a lot. Yeah. You know, I, I, I and, and we, we talked about this a little bit with, with, the, with the addition of a fullback in Chandler Cox. He's going to make the team, I'm assuming, he should, I mean, he's a draft pick. They, they usually all do make the team, but he makes a team. And, and and if he can give Kenyon a little bit of room on first down, that could that could completely change. That could make Kenyon. That could take Kenyon from a six hundred and fifty yard guy to a thousand to a thousand yard guy, a thousand yard guy running five hundred another five hundred yard catch in the football, yeah. which is which is exactly the footprint that you would want him to walk into when he goes into this season for uh, for Kenyon Drake and and Kalen Balaz, We saw enough of him that big, strong, powerful guy. But he's got enough speed to run away from you, and uh, and, and and I'm excited about seeing that. So, I, so th- to me, that's one of the one of the, one of the position rooms, one of the meeting rooms that I'm really looking for a lot of production out of those guys, both as as a running back and, and as a pass catcher when they're put in that situation. Yeah, because I, I think the Dolphins have the flexibility to go, you know, two tights, three tights, yep. and and one back and, and two backs at certain yep. times, and being able to do that, I, I agree with you. I think there's going to be some flexibility in terms of formations, yep. in terms of what guys are going to be asked to do. And I would throw one other name if we go back to the wide receivers, that Trenton Irwin. He's a guy in the slot. We catches a lot of punts during yep. OTAs. He was dependable doing that. If you don't want Jakeem doing, you know, a little yeah. bit of everything. Maybe you're spotting Jakeem on a long field yeah. and you're putting Irwin back if he ends up making the team, you know, like a Danny Amendola, like, yeah. like a Jarvis Landry did closer to the goal line. And how about this? How about you, you want to look at maybe the most competitive meeting room in there? The tight ends? Look at the tight Yeah, I know. So, so you got you, you got you got the returning and, and right now in my mind watching OTA. We don't, I don't know who you know who the you know the to me the most the most reliable guy that I saw during Clive? OTAs. No, Who? Nick O'Leary. Nick O'Leary. Nick just always gets open, always knows what he's doing, always makes the play when it's given to him, always does the right thing, and, and he may not be the flashiest guy out there. Catches but everything. He catches everything. He, he blocks well. He does everything for you. So you got O'Leary, you got Clive Walford, you got Dwayne Allen, all guys that have played and know how to play and have been productive where they've been. And then you got the two, and you got, Young you got guys. Durham Smythe, yeah. and, and you've got Mike Gusecki, who, man, you know, they, if I'm those guys, if I'm those guys, I'm a little and I'm sitting here today going, man, I got to have my ass, I got to have the best training camp I've ever had, when starting from Pop Warner football or whatever youth league you played in, all the way through high school and college. This is the most important training camp I've been in because they, 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 they went out and drafted with, High numbers, oh, yeah. second round, and what was second round and fourth round or third round, Something whatever like it is. Fourth, yeah. And, and and so they, you know, they've got to they've got to step up and, and and get to, you know, if they don't play, one one of those guys could be on the outside looking in with that with that meeting room, the way it's set up with you know Walford can play, you know Dwayne Allen can play. We've seen Nick O'Leary. Uh, those two guys are battling for they may be battling for one spot if 
if those guys don't break down somewhere right. along the line. I, I'm going to use the same philosophy I did with quarterback as, a, as tight end. When I went out every day at yeah. OTA practice, I will definitely tell you that Nick O'Leary and, and Clive Wolford were 1A and 1B, yeah. and you could, change, you, could, you, and you could change them around. It doesn't matter. And Dwayne Allen was asked to do what he does. Yeah. He did it perfectly. If I'm anybody else in that meeting room – I'm worried yep. because now you've got to be able to be productive on special teams. And I think that's where Durham Smythe gets a little bit of yep. an advantage because he can do more. Now, can he beat one of those other guys out uh, being able to be a flex tight end, being yep. able to catch the football? I'm worried if I'm Mike Kosicki because not that he's done anything wrong, but he hasn't he hasn't made the, the leap you're looking for, yep. in my opinion. You know, maybe he has in the eyes of the coaches, but I'm looking for him to be a difference maker. I'm looking for him to create separation. I'm looking for him to do a lot of things. And I think this is, as you said, the most important training camp of of their lives. Wasn't last year because they were on they were on grace. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. You're making the team. It's this year. You've got to be able to separate yourself from the pack in that crowded tight end. And and look, I I don't I don't like to cast aspersions on people but you know they go out and they get the George Gotsia type for the tight end coach you know I, I don't know that they were coached up very well in, in my opinion you know I'm, I, I'm not in meeting rooms I'm not behind closed doors but you know I, I remember when Dan Campbell was here and, and they had we you know, we drafted the kid from Missouri uh, the, the tight end uh, Michael Egway Michael Egnew Egnew Michael Egnew, Egnew. I watched him for 10 minutes. I said, this kid can't play. This kid cannot play. He was a third round pick out of Missouri. And, and, and I thought that, that, that I thought that uh, I thought that Campbell made him into a player as as, as much as, as you could. As, as good. I've saw more improvement in one person based on watching Dan Campbell coach with that guy. That's what George Godsey needs to do with these young guys. He's got to spend the time with them, work with them and, and 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 get them better. You know, I I think to me, I think it was a disservice to them last year to have that tight end coach. And and I look again. I'm you know I'm, maybe I'm sticking my neck out and no. I mean, but, but, but you gotta you gotta your, your team, especially on offense. You're only as good as your weakest position yeah. or your weakest link. That whole room needs to kind of rise up and and kind of meet the expectation of the running backs. And then the wide receivers need to do that as well. Every position. So you're not looking at, hey, we're good, but we've got a little bit of a a downtrodden area X, Y, or Z. You look into a situation where you look and go, you know, we're good, but we're not. But then you look around the league and you look at almost every game. Everybody's got and everyone's got a tight end running down the middle of the field. Ertz and and this guy and that guy and and they're all six foot six five six six and, and they're separate and, wide and, open. And they don't care if they can block or yeah. not. They run them down the field, and I think that's where we're going to see a little bit about a Mike Gusecki. I hope so. I think they're going to look at Mike so, Gusecki Bo. and say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to put him in a situation where we move him around a little bit, get him in 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 positive situations where he can make." Make plays and get him the football, and and if he can if he can block a little, you know, then 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 that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hope I hope that the Miami Dolphins get to that point because if you can stretch and and threaten the middle of the field when you've got speed on the outside yeah. like we do yeah. with Jakeem and Kenny and, and Albert, I mean covering up the middle and being able to run it 
out of that yeah. position as well, boy, you can really put stress on a defense. All that being said, John, all this conversation about the offensive line, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and the tight ends. And, John, I, I look at this – I keep looking at this offense. I keep looking at these guys and going, we got some pretty damn good guys here. Got some pretty damn good players here. If if you know, we talk about the offensive line. If Kilgore stays healthy, if Laramie steps his game right. up a little bit, if, if Mills if, can if, replace yeah, Juwan can, can and be and be consistent, and, and, yeah, and and, and then and, and and give you and your receivers stay healthy. Yeah, you know, you got the speed fit there. You you got guys that are possession guys. You got you. Can, I, I just you know, I, I know there's not there's a lot of people that aren't giving this team a whole lot of of opportunity or, or think they're going to be, but I, I look at this offense, I go, man, you get a couple guys that fall in the right way and you get a quarterback that, you know, that, 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 that can move a team, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm a, maybe I'm a Homer. Maybe I'm whatever. Maybe I'm an asshole. I am, but, but, but <laughs> that I just was look Logan at Logan that said, but that. I just, I didn't well, say that's that. all right. But I look at this team and I, and offensively I go, they've got an opportunity to be a pretty good team. How good can they be is going to depend on them taking the next step, especially in the young guys, to being better players than they were last well, year and the year before that. Well, we're going to find out right away because the schedule does not do any favors yeah. to the Miami Dolphins. They've got Baltimore. They've got New England, yep. back-to-back games. They've got Dallas, and they've got the L.A. Chargers. Yep. Now, those are some those are some good yep. football teams. So yep. this Miami Dolphin team coming out of training camp, coming out of the preseason, they better have it figured out on offense because you got to have a quarterback that can stay on the field, yep. move the team, most importantly – that surrounding cast, that supporting cast, as you said, the offensive line that has to, they, everybody has to raise their game yep. if they're going to get out of the first quarter of the season with a, a 500 record or a winning record. The one thing, uh, the one thing I do look at too, also when you look at the coaching side, I know that Brian Flores has talked about a lot. He said, "We're look, we're going to be, we're going to be." Uh, one of the one of the most conditioned football teams, and you can do it. Out I've never here. seen. You, a, you probably haven't seen a team run like this since Don Shula was no, the head coach. No, or maybe Jimmy. No. Maybe Jimmy ran them. And, and the deep, but and I'm not talking about the other things we talk. Attention to detail, all those things. Just conditioned. Yeah. And and in discipline. If you can do that, if you can be conditioned down here. You got a chance to win every game in September. Because it's gonna be hot as hell. One o'clock and, games. And you baby. got chances we to got win three those of games them in September because because other teams are gonna wear out and 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 I think this is gonna be a team that's gonna be in position to do that and maybe win some games that they might not otherwise had it been later in the year or somewhere else going to play San Diego out in in, in or in LA that, out in LA yeah where there's no humidity and it's 75 degrees right on it's a, perfect yeah exactly you, you got come me here excited and, for football man I'm ready man. Uh, you I'm got ready. me ready for training camp this, all right I'm ready I'm good we're gonna wrap it up here for John Kinjemi I'm Kim Bo Camper we'll be back with you again next week John we'll take a look at the defensive side yeah of football let's do that next week and see a lot of a lot of a lot of names and faces change there and again, you, you kind of breeze through and you go, man, we got a pretty good secondary. A lot of guys back there, some young linebackers. If we can get some of those defensive pass rush, ends, pass get rushes. A pass rush. So we'll talk about that next week. But uh, for now, that's going to do it for the Audible. We'll catch you again next week. For John Kinjemi, I'm Kim Bo Camper. Have a safe week. <laughs>